0: Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a journalist and menstrual cycle coach, and I'm obsessed with all things spirituality, sexuality, wellness, empowerment, and mysticism. Join me as I interview coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders from all around the globe about all the ways we can feel more tuned in turned on and lit up AF. If you're on a journey towards self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. Today, we are continuing our menstrual cycle awareness theme with an interview with someone that I am so excited to get to chat with. Rachel Amber, who uses the pronouns she, they, is an illustrator and designer who channels art and healing tools to raise awareness, hold space for healing, and foster connection between all living beings. Most of her artwork focuses on depicting the beauty of nature, cyclical living, and the energetic interconnection between ourselves, one another, and the natural world. Inspired by a deep connection to nature and a desire to find peace and awareness within one's emotional and physical realms, they were intuitively guided to follow the moon and nature's wisdom to find more flow, stability, and basic awareness in both the inner and outer cycles of life. Now, this passion to support others in their healing journeys of embodiment, empowerment, self-acceptance, and reconnection is shared through the annual independent publication of Cycles Journal and other Art Plus tools. Now she is the creator, the illustrator behind Cycles Journal. It is one of the most beautiful menstrual cycle pieces um, because it's so much more than a planner. It's it's educational tool. It's a planner, it's it's art, it's beautiful. Um, She's the creator behind that, and I am so excited to get to chat with her about why she birthed this, how she even came up with it, and also, I have a 2022 cycles journal that I am giving away over on my Instagram, at Leslie Draffen. so head over there now to find out how you can win. So, without further ado, let's welcome Rachel Amber to the Light Within podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Leslie.
0: I'm very excited uh, to have you on because I just love what you're all about. The first question I love to ask everybody, though, is what ignites your light within?
1: Mm. I mean, for me, it always stems from nature and specifically the moon, but also just all of nature. It's all encompassing. And I think that feeling of both groundedness and support, but also this connection to something larger and more expansive than just our individual selves it's like this comforting collective feeling is honestly what sparks all of my my creations inspiration and and art yeah
0: i love that and so Mm -hmm. for those people who aren't familiar with your work or what you do can you introduce yourself and what it is that you bring into the world
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Rachel Amber, Use uh, she or they pronouns, and I create healing tools that connect us all deeper to ourselves, one another and nature. Um, I'm an illustrator, designer and writer, but I'm also always studying and diving into astrology, um, natural medicine, mindfulness, meditation, other healing arts.
0: I love it, okay. <laughs> so I have seen your cycles journal for probably about the last year
1: on mm-hmm. Instagram,
0: and we uh, reached out. I don't know if I reached out or you guys reached out or we we got connected um to mm-hmm. work together with a giveaway we're gonna do for one of these cycle journals that we'll have details um, at the end of this episode. But I just would love to find out like what is your menstrual cycle
1: journey? Mm. yeah, mm. I mean, like i'm sure many others uh i I started off with having uncertainty about it and a lot of fear kind of instilled through health class um very very, um, intensely actually in my health class specifically my teacher was like you're gonna wake up in a pool of blood one day and i'm like why would you tell preteens and teenagers that it's just unnecessary (laughs) so that kind of was you know the fun start that unfortunately many i feel like many of us at least i know in america like have and um so it was this kind of dread like okay this is gonna happen someday great this is gonna be a big part of my life for many years and it's unfortunate that it had to start that way but um so yeah and then you know once it started i think i was i can't even remember i think i was like i think i was like 13 And so it was in the midst, you know, of puberty, um, mental health struggles, hormonal struggles. And then along with that, of course, got to layer on that shame and frustration. So, yeah, it's a heavy time I think for a lot of young, yeah, a lot of young people. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I think what kind of helped evolve it was for me writing my art. Like I was always a night owl. And so that was always kind of my time to, do whatever i wanted to to be creative to check in with myself and i wasn't doing it in a structured way but like it was this cathartic time for me to to kind of recollect from all the the frustration and confusion that was happening throughout cycles and just life in general (laughs) so i always kind of had this connection to nighttime and the moon and um but then eventually it evolved into realizing this connection between the moon and my cycle and my moods, specifically with my mental health, struggles with anxiety and depression and many other things that many of us experience, um, especially in those years more intensely. So yeah, so then I, I feel like this is going to go into the story of Cycle's Journal because it's so intimately linked, <laughs> but it, um, I was bleeding on the full moon for like 12 months straight and it must have been somewhere in like within at least three or four months into that realizing the intensity that was happening like i couldn't ignore it anymore like it was very clear to me then that there was more here to uncover both within myself and in the outer world that nature was trying to to teach me something um and so through that I was able to have this anchor point with the moon and my cycle and realize okay maybe this isn't just me like maybe these are things that are you know partially out of my control but also here to teach me lessons and go deeper and not just keep avoiding them or dreading them or feeling like there's this war inside me that I'm trying to just escape. Can I find peace here? Can I learn from this? And through that it helped kind of Begin to break away the layers of guilt and shame and just like pressure on myself that, okay, this is, this is all my fault. But instead realizing, okay, maybe this is a call that my body is asking for more attention, for more, um, for me just to tune in and listen instead of always trying to kind of push it away. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of touching surface of how it started.
0: <laughs> yeah. I love that you mentioned the moon. So I had my like spiritual awakening in 2019. Mm-hmm. I think I was 32 at the time. I'd been on the pill since 18 and mm-hmm. had just ignored, like never thought about my cycle because I was so terrified of getting accidentally pregnant. Because like you said, I had yeah. a very fear-based, abstinence based Christian-based sex education mm-hmm. where it was very little about like what's going to happen in your body. It was more like Hey, you can get pregnant now. And like, that's terrible. And don't do the, don't do the sex. Like, so when I had this awakening, I super connected with the moon, like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: very, very, um, into the moon. That was kind of the, the draw. Like I remember standing out under a full moon, like the wolf moon in January of 19 and just feeling like my whole body tingle, like all the way down to Mm -hmm. my Yoni. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. this is something. So I decided to come off of the pill in 2020 and The whole like reckoning that happened after that with physical symptoms, but also like you mentioned, like the shame and the guilt and the fear, I really had to, you know, come to terms with these stories and beliefs that I had gathered my whole life Mm -hmm. and figure out what did I believe and what I didn't believe. And so I love that you, you say like the moon has been so, so much of a guide for you because she has been a guide for me as well. And I just love Mm -hmm.
1: that. Um,
0: And so when did cycle journal cycles journal get birthed
1: (laughs) yeah so the first um edition although i like to call it the beta edition because it was a completely different format like there was only 200 copies so not only like my local community knew about it um, in philly at the time and so that was in 2019 and that was during those full moon bleeds that Mm. kind of awakened me and I just remember one night, literally just jumping into action and having the spark. And I was I was essentially trying to create something for myself. I was like, I want to create like this little, just like like a little zine, something simple to help me kind of put it all in one place because I felt very scattered. I had, um, I you know, I had many journals. I've always loved to write. I had planners, calendars, uh, uh, notes on my phone, and I just felt all over the place. So I was I was called to create something that could kind of consume it all and hold space for that together so I could compare and connect easier Mm. and also to help ground me within the Skyerness within also our world of overwhelm and technology and I was in the city at the time so I needed this grounding space but almost as soon as I figured out what it could be for myself I realized that this was something bigger that I wanted to offer to the world and you know, my friends and community quickly affirmed that they're, they're like, we need this too. <laughs> so um, it was really beautiful how it began and just it felt very empowering. It felt like this big shift and something that was waiting to be literally birthed. And I think the first year or two actually took me around nine months, which I think is really beautiful, <laughs> right? Because it, it's, it's my baby. It's this creation that came from deep within me in my womb and continues to. Um, yeah.
0: I feel like it's so interesting too, that you birthed it while bleeding on the full moon. I just did mm-hmm. a podcast episode last week where I asked, or uh, I, I answered questions and one of them was like, how do you track if you don't have a bleed? Will you use the moon? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in that situation, you can kind of choose if you want to bleed new moon or full moon since you're not even like really having a bleed, but the difference in the whole like energetics of a new moon bleed versus a, a red mm-hmm. moon full moon bleed it's so interesting to me that now you're telling me that after bleeding on the full for 12 months you birthed something to help others mm-hmm. nourish themselves and your wisdom was out in the outward world like that's fascinating mm-hmm. and it's such a divine synchronicity
1: yes absolutely yeah that external pull was it was almost drawing it out of me with the the full moon illuminating something mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as opposed to the new moon being more receptive, and it's funny because I think a few months after that, I slowly started shifting to the new moon cycle. Like it went, you know, um, over time. It took months, of course, but mm-hmm. I think I'm back in the full moon cycle now, or I'm pretty close to it. Yeah, <laughs> than like a few days before. <laughs> so nice. Maybe something new wants to be birthed.
0: <laughs> maybe absolutely. Do you feel so? I am just recently in this space, having been um, trained as a menstrual cycle coach just a year ago. And so you've been in the space a little longer than I have, but do you feel like there is a more collective interest in our menstrual cycles or is that just something I'm noticing because that's where I am? Mm -hmm. Like all my, all my Instagram (laughs) is kind of like covering this. Um, But even the people that I know, and maybe it's because I'm in my mid thirties as well. Like the people who are my friends who maybe have been on the pill or have had their kids already, it does seem like they're more interested. And I wondered if you see the same.
1: Mm, yeah I, I wonder the same thing as well I'm like am I just in a bubble or is this truly happening I I, I believe maybe a little both I, I think that there is some collective there are large collective shifts ha- shifts happening there always are but specifically now I think there's this almost counterbalance to the intensely technological and fast-paced world that we're living in like it's wild when you look back and Um, look at the generational cycles of advancement and just in this past like 20 years like how technology has changed like since I was a kid you know Mm -hmm. still having dial-up internet and you know that's just one example but I think there's this kind of pull back to earth and back to our roots and back to the original ways that you know our ancestors and the indigenous people of all lands have always followed the moon cycles and have always look to earth first for the answers. And I think we're partially feeling drawn back to that, but I think rightfully so we're being pushed back towards that because if we don't, we're endangering ourselves we're endangering the planet. And of course, I mean, while we're not the corporations that have the larger power to make those changes, we, we all have the power as individuals. So I think womb healing is deeply connected to that Mm -hmm. and knowing our cycles and honoring them. And it's deeply related to this, this sort of receptivity of listening and yeah, honoring that, that we need to slow down a little. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And I think also like the pandemic sparked mm-hmm. a lot of people too, because first of all, we were forced to slow down, but also mm-hmm. we saw all those crazy videos, like the videos of um, kind of the earth regenerating because of like lack of tourism and some of these super, super, um, popular places when that mm-hmm. was shut down for so long, you saw like the, the sea turned back to blue when it was like brown and dirty. And you saw like dolphins in places that they hadn't seen them in forever. And I wonder mm-hmm. if, if that also had anything to do with it. I personally think that, um, it also just has to do with the fact that like, we're so sick and tired of the masculine patriarchy bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> that even people who don't, um, present in, in female bodies or align with being female. Like Mm -hmm. my male friends are very much like, well, this is, yeah, like they're now also having the wool pulled from over their eyes and seeing the true shittiness of, Mm -hmm. of some of the stuff that's been going on for years and years and years and years and years and years and years.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what would you say, like when we, when you have created this, like your cycles journal, like what would you say is some of. The issues I guess facing menstruators that the cycles journal helps to I guess reconnect them with or or alleviate those issues.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about grounding and kind of rooting back into our bodies forever because that's I think one of the biggest pulls for me to to use it and to have created it. Um, a little break from the screen being only in our cerebral realm <laughs> and and really paying attention to more um, looking at ourselves holistically, physically, emotionally, energetically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think the reflective aspect of it, it relates to the passive feminine aspect that we were kind of speaking on of yeah not just being forward moving and looking into the future but well, first of all being present with ourselves finding acceptance and being able to uproot and release some of that shame and stigma and i've always found it very helpful to put it onto a page because that's you know getting out of our heads and being able to to analyze it connect it and realize root causes of some of these things because nothing exists in a vacuum so everything is in our linked and there we can make those those inferences so I think along with just the daily journaling aspects of being present with it then there's sort of the the check-in pages that help you reflect and look back and that help you you know relate in that way but I think in terms of what we're facing as a collective I think as well as the shame and stigma that we're trying to unravel in our individual journey it's being able to empower others that this is something that we all deserve and like showing through example. So I think that that's something that we all are moving through and trying to teach each other as well as, you know, larger problems of sustainability in menstrual products. And, but then at the same time, accessibility of these resources and yeah, costs and just the fact that, it still is not accessible for everyone. And it costs, it's very expensive, you know, <laughs> to have a cycle, yet it's a natural thing that half or more of the population has. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to, to speculate in this capitalistic world, or at least, especially in this country, I'll speak for what I know, mm-hmm. how, how it how it's impacting communities that, that we need to pay more attention to, you know, Mm-hmm.
0: absolutely, like period poverty is such an issue worldwide, but also right here in the mm-hmm. states, and then you've got bullshit yeah. like the pink tax, mm-hmm. which for those yes. who don't know, is the uh tax put on feminine hygiene products in a lot of states. Some states don't have it. my state does <laughs> thanks, Texas mm-hmm. um we're not really known for our uh women's <laughs> rights shit um mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so I totally agree. I feel like um when you look at just how the shame and the stigma is one major issue, I feel like this still so present for so many worldwide. And then also this inability to access what you need. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's just so sad. Like when you look at the fact that there are girls in Africa who can't go to school because they don't have the products they need when they have their period. So they miss school so much that they Mm -hmm. eventually just drop out because they are so behind. And I saw this story about a girl in India who committed suicide because she had been bullied after bleeding through her clothes at school. And she was like a child. So yeah, there's so many menstrual, there's so many problems facing menstruators um, that I feel like need to be discussed. Like, even though you and I, like you mentioned, we're not these massive corporations, we can't potentially do massive change. We absolutely can talk about it and, and do as much as we possibly can to, to change those things and to, and to shift that narrative.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I want to talk about the journal because I have, this is not my first journal. That's like a period planner, Mm -hmm. but this one is the first one that has a couple of things that I'm obsessed with. One, I have a longer cycle. So like every cycle tracker I ever get, it's only like 28 to 30 days. My cycle is usually 33 days. And so I love that this planner there's nothing like that. Like you don't run out of space because your cycle is longer, even in this part where it's like you can track your physical, emotional and habitual um, kind of like your bullet journal ish part mm-hmm. where it's got the little cute bubbles. Um, I mean, it's still like it's just it goes with the actual like days of the year and the, the the lunar days of the year. Right. Like this isn't I remember I was reading in the beginning, like it's different than just a normal planner because it's is it has a lot to do with the lunar cycle. Mm
1: hmm yeah yeah exactly i wanted to revolve it more around cyclical time instead of linear time because i mean in our world we have to pay attention to linear time of course but and that's that's why you know we include the gregorian calendar months in the journal but the focus being around the lunar months or or moons as Mm -hmm. i like to call them helps helps us all connect to that within ourselves the guide in the sky but also especially helpful for those with irregular absent cycles and mm-hmm. even honestly you know I, I encourage anyone who feels called to this work to use it like i've had postpartum women and folks use it because it's really just about tracking all of our phases cycles even if you're not experiencing an exact menstrual cycle but i like that you pointed out that yeah, you don't have to have that typical 28-day cycle because that's not everyone's normal. Everyone has their own normal. And within that, there are degrees. So I'm glad it can hold space for that.
0: And I also love that. So I'm looking at each like little day. So today that we're filming this, although this is going to air in a couple of weeks, the day we're filming this is April 29th. And so it's got um, the astrological signs. It has a little reminder that says, you know, breathe and drop in. It's like a little checklist whenever you finish that. Physical state, flow and fluids, emotional and mental state, sleep and dream. Okay. I am like such a dreamer. And Mm -hmm. in my cycle tracker, because I use one on paper that's just like a, you know, a circle that I made super basically, um, I rarely have enough space to like write these crazy ass dreams that I have. (laughs) And I'm ovulating. So I'm like really having wild dreams. So Mm -hmm. it's very fascinating to me that you like added all of that and included that. Have you found? that dreams are super important around your cycle as well
1: Mm, yeah yeah i definitely notice intensity around my ovulation as well but also when i'm bleeding or right before when i'm bleeding as well those are like of course the intense times Mm -hmm. for me at least and And the full moon without a doubt no matter where i am in my cycle the full moon like at least a few days before and after it's intensity (laughs) but there's always potent medicine within those dreams even though a lot of times they're not they're intense in like a a jarring way for me Mm -hmm. and yeah i think it's it's a form of release and yeah there's many many speculations i have around that but ultimately it's, it's a good way of processing. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: And I, and I found, like you mentioned before you put this together, you had all those little journals, right? Like all the planners, Mm -hmm. same, right? Like I've got like all the little things, one for affirmations, one for dreams, one for, you know, whatever. But I love that this is somewhere that you can put kind of all of that. And it's Mm -hmm. even more like I always suggest for clients to use a paper tracker, like you said, because it helps ground you versus you swiping away, Mm -hmm. tip tapping on your phone. This is even more, but I honestly feel like the best part of this is all the information in the beginning. And so Mm -hmm. it's, it's like you have gone and you have created something that is going to teach someone all about their cycle. If they don't know about it and also all the other fun, extra stuff Mm
1: -hmm. like the
0: moon and, and like, you know, you talk about sustainable bleeding. We talk about natural birth control. So How are you able to put all of this together? Because I've realized it's not just your words. There are other people Mm -hmm. who are collaborating on this as well, correct?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's the first edition, I think, was just me. And I quickly realized that, one, I didn't want it to just be this echo chamber of, of my perspective. And I also want it to be this community collective tool. So I'm really grateful that it gets to be that. And it's, it's always an honor to collaborate with other folks who, you know, support the journal in this reciprocal way that we get to share each other's wisdom and offer rituals and tips and tools to, to honor the spectrum of people that use this journal and hopefully, yeah, give each person, yeah, more that they can move forward with and create and use on their own, but also be able to seek other guidance if, if they desire it, because I know for, for my journey, it's the, once I started allowing help in and realizing I don't have to do this all on my own (laughs) and, and starting to learn from others and allow myself to be guided more, you know, a balance of listening to my inner wisdom and, and listening to the community around me, it, it really created a lot of healing. And yeah, I think, you know, we're social creatures. So it's a nice way to be able to access that and yeah I hope that the resources can support people because it's almost like I like to think of it as like you know this revamp on health class like what we should have received Absolutely. <laughs> what we should have you know and not just the technicalities of what part what each part of your uterus is called but also the yeah the energetic and the emotional parts of it like that this is more you know You're more than just a physical being, like, just because these parts have names and labels doesn't mean that's, like, the extent of it. There's, there's, like, deeper energetics here. So Mm -hmm. trying to cover all of that in a way that feels accessible and supportive and, yeah, that people can dive deeper into on their own as well.
0: Yeah, I think you did a great job. I love it. It's beautiful. First of all, it's, like, totally on brand for me because of these, like, beautiful, like, deep reds and very Mm -hmm. just, like... Uh, it's beautiful. So great job. Great job. Um, and so I'd love to just like, as we wrap up, ask, you know, how would you say that living in tune with your cycle and the moon has changed your life for the better?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think <laughs> there's many, many aspects that it's supported, but it's kind of that ripple effect where when you affect one area of your life, it's going to change everything for the better. And for me specifically, it's, it's not only helped with like my, I think communication is a big one. Um, Both how I speak to myself internally and how I communicate with those around me, both those close to me, like letting them know when I need space, being able to set my boundaries because the more I'm able to do that, the more I can show up more presently, but also, more as my authentic self instead of the stressed out version of me or the, the me that is angry and irritable because I didn't give myself enough care, um, that I skipped over my care because I put too much on my plate because I didn't say no or I didn't have, I didn't keep my boundaries in mind. Um, it goes in line with the people-pleaser part of self, which I think all of this, you know, just relates to listening to ourselves and, and allowing that to be is so... I think that's one of the biggest things for me that cyclical living and i like to call it cyclical mindfulness as well but being aware of like where you are in your cycle uh what you need what your needs are and being able to express them and and nutrition has been another huge part of it for me just um setting boundaries around what can what can nourish me Mm -hmm. more effectively without create adding on to you know, the physical or energetic pain I'm already in. Um by you know, just avoiding like fast food or extreme salt or uh you know, there's many, many things that I've I've found my pain shift immensely just from just from avoiding, you know, chips and (laughs) the thing, you know, cookies that I love. (laughs) Just like the days before my cycle. So yeah, it's given that ground that I can I do have a say in this and well, it's, control is not the word I want to use. It's not the goal. It's just a better sense of center and and like being anchored within myself, so that I can show up better to the world. So that's probably the big one of the biggest gifts that it's given me to be able to to share. So I hope that can support others as well. Mm.
0: Is there anything else that you would like to share that I didn't ask you about?
1: Mm. Um. I guess. One thing I like to emphasize is that any practice or process, you know, I think we're all unlearning perfectionism to a degree, or maybe that's a, bit, that's a big thing in my, in my life, so I won't speak for everyone, but being gentle with ourselves when we miss a day, like when you're starting to track, it's you're building a habit and if you can find ways to make it feel more, pleasurable and enjoyable and help it feel more like a ritual of self-devotion rather than this obligatory task, another task on your to-do list, another thing that obligation you have. Um, how can you shift that into it being this time you look forward to, something you deserve and get to treat yourself to? And that for me has helped it stick. And Mm -hmm. sure I'm not perfect. Like I, I miss days, but can you see those days that you miss, quote, miss like as just days that you needed a break or days that you needed, like those pages are just there holding space for you whenever you're ready to come back. So um, it's easy to get discouraged and be hard on ourselves. And instead of shaming that, can we just come back and try again and not let that, yeah, keep us away from what's waiting for us on the pages. So I hope that can support everyone. Mm.
0: And how can people find you, connect with you, get their own cycles journal?
1: Yeah. Um, cyclesjournal.com is where you can kind of find everything. We're also Cycles Journal on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. So those are the places that you can get the journal and also learn more, connect with us and our community. You can also yeah, find all our collaborators in the journal through our website and in our healing resource directory. And we also have a free community that we just launched this January, which I'm very excited about and is growing. So that's on Mighty Networks, which... Um, we do have a Facebook group as well that's also free, but if you're looking to get off mainstream social media and take a little breather, um, we're on my networks, cyclicalcommunity.com, and that's free for everyone. We also have an optional workshop membership through that community that we meet monthly, and one of our featured community members presents each month and offers a different ritual or workshop. So it's it's a fun connective space and it's educational and it's a good way to supplement grounding your like individual healing practices, whether that's with cycles journal or not in a community as well. And link it to yeah. Community healing. So I I invite everyone to the free space. Yeah. I love it. I love
0: mighty networks. Well, Rachel, this was great. Thank you so much for spending time with me and, and sharing all about cycles journal. And I'm so excited to um, be taking part in this giveaway. I'm going to do that on my Instagram and there are going to be details in the show notes. So thanks so much for spending time with me.
1: Yeah, thank you, Leslie. Thanks,
0: everyone. Mm, I hope that you could feel Rachel's just, like, love for this topic, her connection with um, the moon, her cycle, and all of it within that conversation. I certainly could. And again, remember that I am giving away one of these cycle journals. You can find out how to get one over on my Instagram At Leslie Draffen. So, thank you so much for spending some time with me this week. As always, hit me up on Instagram or send me an email, hello at lesliedraffen.com, if you want to chat. I still have my free cycle check ins available if you want to chat about your cycle. And I'm also launching my four month group coaching program later this month, the end of May. We will be launching Wild Feminine Rising. It is a deep dive into cyclical living, helping you reconnect with yourself, with your soul, with your femininity, and what it really means to be a menstruator, especially in today's world. So again, I would love to hear from you. Reach out. Let's chat. Have yourself a great week. And remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.